You're listening to DraftKings Network. We base that completely on absolutely very little substantial information. Just vibes and literally the per 60 stat of 60 minutes exactly. Hey, everybody, this is Too Many Men. We are back. My name is Allison Lucan. And as always, it is the highlight of my day to start it with the intrepid branching out. I'm going to use that as a teaser. Soon to be hitting your content streams in multiple ways, ever brilliant style queen, Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you today? Yeah, the style queen is not so stylish today. I am very hungover. I, this is going to be an interesting episode, folks. We need to do like a challenge where we stay sober for a month. <laughs> Who's with me in the, in do the we listeners? Do we, do we No, though? probably not. <laughs> and of course, too many men would be nothing without our merch queen, our clothing creative, our hairstyle queen extraordinaire, and because hockey is back, you go to her for every key play you want to see on the social, Shayna Goldman of The Athletic. Shayna, say hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) I'm not hungover today. I saved that for uh, Saturday, and just so you guys know, I decided to snap my friend and went on a rant on that we as a society have moved past coontails in hairstyling. So as your hairstyling expert, I have to inform the world. And I forgot I did that and got a message earlier repeating it back to me. Let me know that's what I did. So I feel your pain, Sarah. And, and now we know why we just have Shayna only say hi in the intro. We no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Look, it's Our, an important conversation to have. Um, can I add, though? It was nice to hear the countdown because I thought we were done with that this season. I'm very, I was, it was very heartwarming to hear the countdown return from you. Well, people, the people don't hear that. I know, but we hear that. Oh, why is it so rewarding to you? It's funny to me because it's like we have to try to like stay serious and like we attempted to do the countdown when we had to do it without you and like we could not get through it. Yeah, you're not (laughs) capable. Well, folks, um, it is officially NHL hockey season. Technically, there were games last week in Europe, but let's be real. The hockey started in North America this week, and so because of that, we are going to spend the bulk of this episode on looking across the league, giving you our thoughts division by division. But before that, of course, we have to hit you with our usual segments. And first up, Sarah Sivian's favorite. What is it, Sarah? Bitter news. <laughs> yes, folks, it is bit o news. Um, and we uh, went pretty deep into the Hockey Canada scandal uh, last week. Um, we're still working on getting a deeper dive into that, that we will do as a standalone episode. But this week, just a bit of news um, with the continued bleeding of sponsorship, including Bauer, um, that continued to happen uh, over the course of the start of this week. Uh, Finally, uh, this week, it was announced that Hockey Canada CEO Scott Smith 
is no longer a part of the governing body and that they are removing the entire board to allow for a new slate of directors. And I'm using uh, the report as written by theathletic.com. Um, I think we all knew that this needed to happen. Uh, sometimes you need to just clean house to change up things and make a challenge to be better. Um, I appreciate personally that a lot of the sponsors are still waiting to see what comes of this. But again, from a bit of news perspective, Ashana, what was your reaction? Uh, money talks. It's so clear that that's what they reacted to first. I honestly didn't think this was going to happen yet. I figured like they'd wait for some of the reviews to come in and then go from there. Um, it's a good sign that there's going to be change from Skinner to Smith to the rest of the board. Like, I do think that's super important. Um, even more important is going to be who replaces them. So we'll have to see how that process unfolds. And if it's, you know, things like nepotism and, uh, hockey men who have been around forever and have no actual experience in change, you know, it'd be nice to see different perspectives that they clearly need. But this is why I think it's good we didn't just change to Canada hockey, like hockey Canada is legitimately changing. So it's a step in the right direction. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, that was kind of a cop out of a name too, to call it Canada hockey. Like, <laughs> I guess we'd get a little more creative if we we're doing that. But I, I totally agree about it's all dependent on who is replacing these people, right? I got responses to some tweets that I did about it that were like, you need, we need more women in there. And it's like, we had a woman in there and she was bad. So need better people that are more, capable of systemically like solving issues. 100%. So we'll keep tabs on what's going on there. And again, um, we're still working on an episode for you uh, that will be worth the wait. Um, that was our bit of news. But folks, if it isn't obvious, um, unfortunately, we have some additions to the shit list. Uh, we're not going to spend a ton of time on these um, because some of them are still developing. Uh, the first bit of news is that um, according to um, a uh, Twitter account report, um, Ian Cole has uh, faced some accusations of sexual abuse and grooming. Um, he is currently permanently suspended from the league pending an investigation. It is paid leave because the NHL does not have a sexual assault or abuse policy at this time. Uh, we, I don't know that we know when the hearing is. I apologize. I, I know Emily Kaplan has been on top of this. We recommend you follow her for the latest. Um, but obviously, this is excessively troubling. We don't have a lot to say until we see the pending results. Um, we hope that it is thorough and that it is uh, honoring the truth and that it is pre as presented. Um, Sarah, any comment on the Ian Cole investigation as it is currently ongoing? Yeah, it just sucks. Um, we have to be careful about thinking, oh, this guy is a good guy because he gives a good interview or something like that. And of course, the investigation is still pending in there. He could it could be it's an anonymous Twitter account, so I don't know. But I hope that they do a thorough investigation and get to the bottom of this. And just a reminder to be careful about calling somebody that you don't really know a good guy. Yeah, I mean, I covered Ian Cole in Columbus, and actually, Shana will appreciate this. One of my most popular articles was about we don't measure defense properly and featured prominently throughout it is Ian Cole because he was a great interview. But um, a great interview doesn't necessarily speak to who someone is as a whole person, just like a podcast doesn't speak to who each of us are wholly either. So um, yeah, Shana, your thoughts on the Ian Cole situation? 
Um, I think it's encouraging that the Lightning and the NHL are actually, you know, swiftly handling this and that he is suspended. Yes, he's getting paid. And yes, they need a domestic violence policy and a sexual assault policy. And that is another issue in itself. But um, the fact is he's not playing, which, again, it's a privilege to play in the NHL. We talk about this all the time. It really, truly is. And if you can't be a decent human being, you don't deserve it. The bar is so low for what you don't need to do. Um, we're not asking for that much. And this isn't someone like something like, oh, before your playing career, you did something shitty you made up for. This is a different conversation entirely. Um, do I think he would have been suspended pending investigation if he was a very good player? Or it's either everybody is not surprised by this because they look at it and go, oh, it's Ian Cole. And then that's why you move forward. Or it's, well, he's a depth player who fucking cares. You know, we can make a statement and by doing this now for him. Uh, but either way, it's, it is something. There is a very small grain of salt, like, okay, they're actually suspending him. He doesn't get to play until it's handled. And hopefully it is handled. And like you said, they get to the truth of all this. And we have, unfortunately, one other, uh, shit list entry. Uh, this weekend was a rough one, folks. Um, the AHL's Bakersfield Condors fired their head athletic trainer, Chad Drown. That's an unfortunate name. Sunday, hours after he was arrested, um, I'm reading a report from Front Office Sports. Uh, he was arrested in a decoy operation in the southern end of California's Central Valley. Um, he is facing two felony counts and one misdemeanor after an arrest related to his attempt to set up a meeting with a minor with the intent to commit a sex action, a department spokesperson from the Kern County Sheriff's Department told Front Office Sports. Uh, the Condors are an affiliate of the Edmonton Oilers. Again, this is shitty, hence the shit list. Um, but I don't wonder if we're maybe starting to be at the cusp of what should be the no tolerance level and perhaps being more thorough and intentional in setting a standard for what culture needs to be. I by no means think we're fixing everything today, but as sucky as this is, is this the beginning of change? I don't know. Um, Sarah, I, it was rough. Uh, our chat was certainly buzzing, which is kind of like, what the F are we doing here, folks? But Sarah, when you heard this news and you're looking at kind of the whole scope of, of hockey right now, what was your reaction? Yeah, it's definitely, it's hard to hear all this stuff, but this stuff has always been happening. And the fact that we actually are hearing about it now is hopefully some sort of reckoning. I'll believe it when I see it. But at the same time, it does seem like even though there's no sexual abuse policy in the NHL, it does seem like there's more of a protocol now and that like we are taking this stuff seriously and reporting it. So it's encouraging that it's coming out, but it's still very hard to hear. Shana? It was a long week. Like <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it, it, and it's we, Wednesday. <laughs> oh my yeah. Lemon. It's Wednesday. <laughs> my God. Um, we were, we were talking about it with the hockey Canada stuff the other day, like how they were saying like, you know, this isn't, this is not just a hockey Canada problem. It's like a world problem. It's a, it's an everything problem. And I love how like everyone's like, oh, okay. But you know, it is, it's, it's a problem in, in the environment, in the society. It's a problem in hockey. It's a problem in hockey Canada. And we're just seeing it more and more in hockey that it's like, what, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. It's at every single level. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. And like something has to change. And I hope this is like, like you both said, like that reckoning that hockey needs because it's 
constant. So at least we're hearing about them. Things are happening with them. That's encouraging, even though it's like mind boggling to hear about something new every day. But it, I really hope this is like a start of a trend that things are going to start improving anything because it's a lot. This is just, it's, it's so much. It is so much. Um, but here we are. Um, and I would just final note on this, encourage our fellow uh, colleagues in journalism to remember to report when someone is a child versus a woman and make sure that you're being true to what the accusations are. Um, with that, friends, there's hockey. Wow, what's that? <laughs> So there is hockey. It is starting. I know that uh, the first uh, two official games went off Tuesday night. Those were fun. Um, and now it starts to get crazy. Uh, if you want a team-by-team -team preview, sure, you can go find that on any other podcast. But here at Too Many Men, we do it our own way. So what we're going to do here is we're going to go division by division. We're going to pick who we think is going to win each division. And then we're gonna pick, if we wish, our favorite storyline and any surprises that we see coming out of the division as a whole. So we're gonna go division by division. And we have been a little bit accused of some East Coast bias in the past. We all have come from covering Metro teams historically. So let's change it up. Let's start with the Atlantic, I say. Uh, the Atlantic division, um, Sarah, who do you have? to win the division, and what storylines are you following out of those eight teams? Um, oh, I'm going to say Toronto Maple Leafs win the division, and I'm following along with Matt Murray. I really want to see if he this is his year to kind of come back and finish his career in a good note. Any surprises, or dare I ask, who you think is going to disappoint? Um... I'm worried about the Panthers, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm worried. There's a lot of moving parts there and factors. I don't know if they have the right coach. I'm sorry. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm surprised about their offseason, so I'll say that. Which, which is the most surprising? Um, oh, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I think the Panthers because they won the President's Trophy, and then it's like now I'm confused about what they're doing. Shayna, where are you on the Atlantic division? So I'm going to agree. This is uh, a pro Maple Leafs podcast wow, today. They are winning how does this affect the Leafs? Yes. Uh, they are winning the division. But the question, of course, it, the regular season doesn't fucking matter for the Maple Leafs. They're making the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, the world's going to combust anyway at this point. It's what they do in the playoffs that's going to matter. So it, it literally does. It literally does not matter at all. I think Matt Murray's going to be fine. I want to see what Matthews does. Oh. I want to see what Nylander does this year. Um, I want Mitch Marner on defense in tight situations when they need a goal. Yes. Love them, hate them. They're always interesting. I don't give a shit. Uh, but just mute certain writers that make you want to rip your hair out. So, oh, and we're big John Tavares fans. Can we, for a sec, like, we love oh my God. John yeah. Tavares today. We do. Okay, so I have a, I have a serious question before, we, before I make my pick. Okay. Legitimately, why are we so all in on Toronto over Tampa Bay? I think I think the Sorelli injury is going to hurt Tampa mm -hmm. Bay in the beginning, and I think that's that's something like their depth is going to hurt them a little bit. That I feel like they're going to make the playoffs, but they're just not going to have that Presidents Trophy potential season. You know, I think that 
they're they're a playoff team. I like I don't think it matters for them. They're gonna make the playoffs. Like that's fine. I feel like they're a lock. The Leafs are a lock. The Panthers will probably make it. And then the team I feel like maybe we're sleeping on is Boston. Like I get it. They have a lot of injuries to start, and that's gonna hurt them too. But like David Krejci's back, and he's gonna play with Pasternak. And then when you have that healthy decor, like I feel like everyone's not talking about them enough. But I feel like from the regular season alone, Leafs should. If they're not first place, I feel like that's a disappointment to them. That's one disappointment to get things, get it rolling before the playoffs even start. I think it's high. I mean, look, as I look at the list of teams, I'm probably picking Toronto too. But you, I'm, I'm impressed with both of your like lack of concern over the goaltending, honestly. I just think they, they don't need much. Like, yeah, that, no, that's, that's exactly it. Like, I see, I saw it happen with. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes, where it's like they didn't have the best goalies in the world, but they had such good defense that they just need to be above average. And Matt Murray's been great uh, behind good teams. Yeah, and like Sam Sonoff is good too. So it's like if he can be good, I don't think I, sh- I shouldn't say he's good. He can be good behind a good team with the right. I think in Washington, I think leaving the Capitals had to be a wake up call for him. Because, like, he was projected to be, like, their goalie of the future, and it all went wrong, right. and a lot of it was, like, self-inflicted. So I feel like that they'll be fine. You had Jack Campbell, who was incredible and then disastrous, like, so bad. And they still were so high in the division. So if they can just get that one level of average, they'll be fine in theory. Yeah. I hear you. In theory. I'm totally in agreement. <laughs> I think Tampa Bay just has had so much – I don't know how to say it. I'm trying to – I'm hungover, folks. I, I think <laughs> they've just been going so far and so hard for so long that it's like, is this the year that they don't make it to the Stanley Cup final but still make it to the playoffs? I think so. They still have Corey Perry, though. They're going to the Stanley Cup yeah, final. Yeah. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. All right. So who, who, where does, where does, where do Buffalo and Detroit fall out? They're, they're the fun ones. I, I think Detroit's interesting. Like, they definitely did a lot. Buffalo's that wild card. They're fun. Things are trending up. Like, I want to see Buffalo, above all else, be that disruptor. And then you have Ottawa, too. Right. Like, well, we've, yeah. We I, I'm intrigued by it. I wonder if they could take a Metro team out of the wild card spots. Because for a while, it feels like they belong to the Metro. If there can be that cutoff and, like, two Atlantic teams make it, that would be fun. Yes. And I am actually here for, you know, we talk about trends that come out of, of Stanley Cups, but I am here, we've talked about this before, this like burgeoning trend that Buffalo seems to be at the front of, which is signing your young talent for what they're supposed to be, not retroactively. If this works, this could shake up the whole compensation strategy, particularly as the cap starts to rise. That's going to be fascinating yeah. to me. How many people today were like, I don't know who Matias Samuelson is, and it's like you just locked up a defenseman who they expect to be a top four defenseman for $4.3 million on average for seven years. That is fucking fantastic. That's a contract yep. in three years you could look at and be like, holy shit. And it's not, look who's in their front office. Sam Ventura is maybe one of the smartest people in hockey. Look mm-hmm. at everything he did in Pittsburgh. He joined them right before their back-to-back cups. Like, they are building a, and he's not the only one there, but they are building something really with their data-driven insights, and it looks like management's really listening. So we're a fan of that. Hundred percent. <laughs> all right. So hey, see, look, Leafs, we love you. We've all picked you. Yay! All right, stick east, then we'll swing west. Cause hey, folks, I'm out west, so don't think we're not we're gonna ignore you. Metro division. 
Shayna Goldman. This, I want to hear your pick. Let's go. Rangers last night were the best team out of anyone. That's it. Yep. They're your baby. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> Uh, I think it's the Canes to lose. I think that they're going to have the regular season. Like, everyone has them as the number one team in the regular season. I could totally see it. Um, And then we're going to start asking the questions, but what about the playoffs? I think that they can win the division. I I think the Rangers and the Penguins are, like, my three locks for, like, one, two, three. And and then you have those questions, like, I think the Islanders are going to make it. I think they're going to bounce back. I think they're the team to watch. I don't know if the Devils can do it um, because I still have a couple questions there. My surprise team would be the Capitals. I kind of wonder if they fall off this year, even though they look Tom Wilson's out. They addressed it. There's Connor Brown. I think he's a very good player. They don't have a second line center. They have McMichael, who they can promote from within or Dylan Strom. So they're trying to keep the ship afloat. And I like Darcy Kemper and Ned. I think he's going to be better than anything they had last year between Vanacek and Samsonov. But like, that's the aging core that I'm looking at going, can they keep it up? When you go Pittsburgh, Washington, two aging cores, I go Pittsburgh still. I go Washington just because Ovi has records to Ooh. break, and I think he's going to break them, and I feel like he's on a mission, and he has really – and I know like the there's issues with figuring out who's the center and injuries and stuff, but he has been an assist machine recently too. So I'm like, can he do it all? We'll see. I Here's – I am – Ov breaks records, but the caps fall off. How about that? That's fair. I like so that. Who, so who's your pick, Sarah? Who's your team out of the Metro? Definitely the Canes. Um, they got better. I mean, can Freddie Anderson stay healthy? The dude's got to play less games in the regular season. I know he like wants to win a Vesna, but like that's not the goal, Freddie. Like take a take a load off and get ready for the playoffs. In my opinion, um, obviously it's not his hurt fault he got hurt but it's like the more you play the more you risk that so we'd like to see him have a full recovery I mean I'm excited to see Brent Burns in a Canes uniform I don't think he's done yet so we shall see but I have the Ranger I mean the Hurricanes and then I have the Rangers like right up there too guess what Shayna you're going Rangers number one I am oh I'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I think no, I honestly think it's fun. Like I know everyone wants to be like, oh, they were a fluke last year, but like Ooh. I think that they're a team that's gonna do whatever it takes to stay high in the playoff mix while their core is at this point. Yeah. Like their window yeah. is And they not- looked good I hate yesterday. That. I hate they that looked good. notion that something's a fluke. Like I do get that sometimes, but they were not a fluke. They just like kinda got there earlier than expected. They've been building yeah. something, right? And then you've got Chesterkin. Like, how are you going to look me in the eyes and say that's a fluke? You yeah. added Vincent Trocek. Love that. So they're going to pop off. I bet Chesterkin regresses. But if he regresses, I, he'll still, still be elite. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Oh, do we all of a sudden think he's going to be like a pumpkin? Like, that's it. He's done. Like, then you haven't watched his whole career to the start in the NHL or even before that. 100%. And I think, too, like, and again, it was one game. And I don't know that Carolina is – we'll get to this, but Columbus just has now announced in, Elvis Merzlikens is sick, so Daniil Tarasov is going to be in net. So I don't know if what we see out of Carolina tonight, good or bad, is like going to be as much of a statement as what we saw from New York yesterday against Tampa Bay. But New York looked ready. And while I like the moves Carolina made, they still have some other injuries, even with uh, newly acquired players – 
And I just feel like New York, I mean, for years we were all saying like, here comes New York, they're gonna be good, look at what they're doing, look at the moves. And intangibles, I feel like New York is a little bit more locked in right now totally based on a one game sample because obviously that's what we but, do <laughs> like it but you're building too off i'm sure the playoffs are like friend of mine too and 100%. We're, we're people who always throw away the playoffs like to a point like you can't yep. take everything their five on five play was a problem last year if they get that figured out we know the power play is going to be good even with trocheck yep. there i think it's going to be better than yeah with he's great yeah. yeah yeah and if we look at what went wrong last year it's panarin didn't have a good right winger and strom wasn't doing enough to make up for the fact that they had a weak right right winger that should be different this year, too. Trotrek's a better player. So you have that figured out. You know Zibanejad's great. Kreider, it doesn't matter if he hits 50 goals this year. He can still be effective there. And now if the kids can keep building, you have something. And the defense, too. Uh, you know, there's young players. There's elite talent in Adam Fox. I think Kendra Miller's going to have, like, a great year, breakout year. Like, there's, there's potential from everything. They need things to go right. But, like, I don't know. It looks like signs are pointing to things staying afloat right there yeah and i i like i feel like the lessons new york learned from getting bounced are more of an upward tick whereas mm-hmm. the lessons carolina learned from getting bounced were more of like oh shit that's so true. so that's part of my reasoning okay base look at that we base that completely on absolutely very little substantial information <laughs> Just vibes and literally the per 60 stat of 60 minutes exactly. Amazing. All right. Let's move west, my friends. There's hockey in the west. We don't we don't know that. Shut up. <laughs> rude. Rude, rude, rude. Let me tell you the gift that being west and watching all the hockey and not having to stay up till 1 a.m. is. Let me just tell you delightful oh yeah you so get to start joyous. at what like four o'clock it starts for it's you it's so good it's so good that's such I'll a up at like eight in the morning to watch college football though oh but then you brunch you brunch you it's fantastic i would not i would i would not handle that yeah. very well, well shana you haven't seen 8 a.m in years i wake <laughs> up at 8 a.m for tennis it is the one thing that i will wake up for and then i'm like a zombie just wait till we get to like the australian open when i'm like matches are starting at 11 and then i'm fucking staying up till 5 a.m starts and well that's what i was gonna say i would suggest you actually don't wake up at 8 a.m you stay up till that's what i do (laughs) the one the fine so the the australian (laughs) open final last year it started at five and like i stayed up for that and i made rich do it too and he's a person that goes to bed by like 11 12 wakes up at six and like it, I was unwell. I was not well. I, I napped at one point during the match because I was I should have just had extra coffee. But like that's that's my mo. I'm not gonna get up. I'm gonna stay up. Sarah, on that theme, who are you gonna get up for in the central? Who's your pick? <laughs> this is probably one we're all gonna agree. Central uh, division, Sarah, go. The Blackhawks. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> the Avalanche. Come on, let's be real. Like, what did they? I mean, they lose Kadri. That's not good. But uh, other than that, it's like they pretty much stayed the same and their core is still young and in their prime. So why not? There you go. Shayna, I doubt you disagree. I am picking, drumroll, Colorado. Whoa. Um, hey. You know what? We're going to talk about their subtractions. Kadri, huge subtraction. No question about it. But I think Abby Newhook's brother... Alex is going to be in a good position to succeed as a second line center. We talk about this a lot. If you are an average 2C, but your wingers are elite, and we're going to imagine he has two of Landeskog, Rantanen, Lekkinen, Nichushkin. He gets one of the big three no matter what, and he gets a disruptor. 
you're in a perfect position to succeed. If there are any questions about the defensive weaknesses he could have at center, which, you know, we know that's talked about a ton, you're going to have Nichushkin or Lekkonen. Great position right there. The offensive side, you have Rantanen or Landeskog. I think any player can do well in that position. And if he struggles, they do have Jesse Confer's brother to replace him. So either way, I, I like that. Um, and, uh, you know, defense, I think that they have three good pairs. Sure. Goaltending, Kemper's gone. But, and Kemper was great in the regular season. I know everyone wants to focus on his postseason, which wasn't very good after the eye injury. Totally agree. But they can get by with average goaltending. They showed that in the playoffs. Again, we're going off the playoffs here, but I think they can legitimately get that. And if you look at Georgiev and say, well, look at his numbers, what we do know from him is when he starts in succession a lot and he is not a backup goaltender, he can be very good. When he gets those sparse, you know, games and it's like once every three weeks he's playing, he's going to be shit. So if he's used in a good rhythm, I think they'll get average goaltending. Yeah, I was going to say the goaltending thing doesn't concern me with all due respect to Kemper, not because of he was bad, but that doesn't concern me at all. And that's why they are my pick. Also, I mean, you've got Chicago that's literally trying not to win a single game. Arizona is literally trying not to win a game. Um, Minnesota just ends up Minnesotaing every single time. Nashville, I think, is going to be my interesting team to watch out of the Central, though, right? Because yeah. I'm very curious to see what becomes of them after last year, which I did think were more surprises, not return to form. But I think Nashville is going to be the wild card in that division. Not sorry, technically, but <laughs> like the, the the team to watch for me. Uh, do you guys have any other surprises or storylines you're watching out of the Central? No, definitely right. with you on that. On Nashville, I like that too. Like, What about can, the Wild, though? I think they need a high-impact forward, one. And I think Boldy could be it from within. And if Boldy-Rossi click, then you kind of replace the Fiala-Boldy connection. I still think they might need like a little bit more. But like, I like their defense. I think that Flurry, though, like at his age, how much are you realistically going to start him in the regular season? So it's a lot on Gustafson to like step up. We don't know as much about him, but if you have elite defense, which they do, it could be fine. Um, I just want just one impact forward. I'm I like, I think that's what they're missing. Just one. Just, just give me one. Just one. Just one. Yeah. I and like Minnesota just always finds a way to get in their own way, right? Like yeah. I just yeah, right. I don't but know. Capri's off. He's gonna be a star this year in my opinion. He is. Hot take he is. alert. And I do love Flurry, I'm not gonna lie. I wanna yeah. see him have a good year. I hate him. <laughs> I don't know one person that's ever said a bad word about him. What a legend. Yeah. My surprise team, I'm gonna go the other direction is the Blues. I don't think they oh. did enough to that defense. And now Perunovic is hurt, who oh. I think was the potential like wild card. Such, yeah. And you have Bennington as your starter. And you have <laughs> Rice no yeah. backing yeah. him up. Like, he was not the starter I feel they're on the year. downslide, yes. Yeah, like, yes. he's not good behind a below-average defense, which I expect them to have. But, I will, like, I know we always underrate the Blues because their passing is what makes their offense so dangerous. Mm. And how they limit passes is what helps their defense, and we can't capture that in the public sphere, and I get that. But even with everything we know about them, I don't see them exceeding last year. I would agree. I would agree. All right, kids. Last division, best division. What, what? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry. sorry. Uh, <laughs> what did you? I'm saying I'm sorry. I just looked at all these teams, and most of them suck. Wow. <laughs> Harsh. I'm sorry. Pacific division. 
I am going to throw this out first. I'm not going to make my pick for the division, but I am going to say that even though last night's game was hella fun between Vegas and the Kings, I think Vegas falls off this year. That's my prediction. Shayna, who's your pick to win the division, and what's your surprise storyline out of it? Vegas falling off is interesting because this is like the worst team they've had since year one. Yeah, they've had to make so many subtractions. Um, okay, the Flames are the easy pick to win the division. I do agree with that. I think what helps them is there's less emphasis on line one and more emphasis on the top six. I think Manjipani is going to be, uh, you know, total. I don't want to say breakout player because I think he broke out last year, but I think he's going to be like one of their most important players. And I think with Kadri there, like he's going to have a, an offensive center that he didn't have before. And now they have like that true shutdown third line. Like I like that. And I love the addition of Uyghur. And I think that's going to help because I could see Markstrom falling off, especially after the workload he got last year, which was a little ridiculous. He played what, like 75% of the games. Like that's a lot. So if their defense is better and it's less pressure on him, I think that's going to be a good thing. Um, also, you can't pick Edmonton. Like, that just can't no. happen on this show. No, so. I no, am. Can't. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot of things. I am outwardly, I don't like them, but I am not biased. And I am picking them. <laughs> so you guys know this. I, but Jack I Campbell. I don't like so them, much but I am not biased. <laughs> I don't like them, but I am not biased. Yeah. The sentence makes sense in my one brain cell right now. You don't like Jack Campbell? I think that he's chaos. I don't I don't dislike yeah. him. I'm rooting for him. I'd like him to be good. And I get that if any team can handle chaos and that is Edmonton, they had Mike Smith for fuck's sake. Yeah. But Jack Campbell, the hot and cold, and he's not going to have as much defensive support in Edmonton that he did in Toronto, even if all of the tweaks that they made post-coaching change, like, hold through. Like, I don't see this being an elite defensive team. I know. I don't think they need it, though. They have two 100-point scorers, so I feel like that <laughs> yeah. that's going to be enough. But we're, we'll see. I do want to say, Allison, I think the Kraken are my surprise team. I think hey. like, in a league, in a league, where, who do I sound like? <laughs> Somebody we know. <laughs> that's where my brain went to. <laughs> but in a league where it's like these young, fast stars are having their moment, I think that the two – Young boys, the young look, <laughs> the young snappers <laughs> on the Kraken are going to be good. I don't think Grubauer is going to be as bad as he was last season. I think it's an up and coming year for him. And I don't think they're going to be bad. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're going to be right there. I like, I yeah. like this pick. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, I I obviously work for the team, but I will say this is the whole plan, right? Like, it's year two. You're building, you're building. And to get two potentially superstar centers through the draft is literally the dream. Like, that's literally the dream. And I do think Matty Beniers will be in the Calder conversation. I also think he's going to have ups and downs like any rookie does. I mean, you're suddenly playing a ton more games, you're traveling, you're doing all these things, the league will start to figure him out and then he will respond. But watching him play, like we were talking about the other day, like it's, it is rare to see a player play like he is playing as early as he is in his NHL career. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, I think that if they're in the conversation, I think that's a great step for them because again, they're building, this is all by design. Um, 
I'm picking Calgary simply because I can't pick Edmonton. And also I am with Shayna. I think you have to be balanced. You have to be balanced. If, I mean, granted, Dreisaitl was hurt last year, but exactly. <clears throat> you can't, you can't Look win on offense. what he can do on, on one leg. No, he's got to I, I understand that, but I'm saying, again, my theory as to why Colorado was able to win last year is because they were, the every leg of the stool was equally balanced, right? The defense, the goaltending, the offense. And I just, Edmonton still not there also, Edmonton, so. Yeah, uh, we didn't. Well, to the Kraken too. Like I, they don't. I don't think that they're gonna have that true star player yet. I think Beniers will get there. I think Wright will get there. I feel like it's gonna be like offense by committee. And I love that. Like that's why the changes. Like last year they had good defense, and obviously the defense is a little different this year without Giordano. But like they have goal support. They have Burkowski. They have Gord. They have Bjorkstrand. They have McCann. It maybe they're not these all star players. But I still think that could be three pretty good scoring lines. Like mm-hmm. I think that, and if Wright say plays on the fourth line, like that that's still good. That's still something. It's still fine. Yeah. yeah. I, and I love I love the you know if you deploy your forwards properly when you have a solid top nine, like you have a versatility there too, which is not just I have three deep lines, but like depending on the matchup, yep. you can change up those lines to challenge your opponent. So. It's going to be interesting to watch. I'm excited. And, yeah. and again, like, this is a team that is building, and I'm here for it. Like, that's good. And Grubauer should not be. This is that's something, right. like, we're watching This is where so math closely. makes sense. Yeah, right. like, yeah. everything says he should rebound. And if their defense, even if it's a little bit worse, you know, their defense, like, he should still be fine. Uh, the only team we didn't talk about, though, that I still think is a playoff team is the Kings. Like, I think yes. they they what did they need this summer? A very good winger. They got in Fiala. I don't think Fiala is this guy that is this game breaker in in himself. But like with Kopitar and Kempe, that's very good. And I love their second line. So I'm in, I'm really interested. The only thing we love the young defense, right? We like what they have up front now is goaltending. But I think even if it stretches up, Quick's amazing. Now he's not shift goalies like they did last year. Okay, Quick's back as the starter, and it just stretches like that. Like I think that they're a really interesting team to watch too, and they have the assets to change things if it doesn't work. I think they have like the be- they're one of the best positions to improve if need be, given like all their assets and they're healthy. And I think again, kind of like the Rangers, I think this is a group that was building, and what happened to them last year can be a big driver for them to sustain if not start to improve i agree i like the kings as a pick except when they play seattle just kidding. <laughs> not really okay um all right friends we end every episode with our favorite game with apologies to steven it's not your birthday anymore so now we get to call the game what we want still and that is fuck mary kill all right in honor of the season starting, we decided to pick three team moves that we're going to fuck, Mary kill. And Sarah, you are up first. We've talked about some of these a little bit already, but now you have to categorize them in our game. Number one, Kemper to the Caps. Number two, Campbell to the Oilers. Or number three, Billy Huso to the Red Wings. Oh, Go. I mean, your goalie makes your biggest impact. I'm going to have Kemper to the Capitals. I'm going to marry that. I am going to fuck Campbell to the Oilers. I think he's when he's good, he's good. I like the idea of we get a look at him in a different system and see like how good he really is. You don't 
get to do that often. And I'll kill Billy Hughes or get the Red Wings. It's just not like, doesn't really matter right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shayna, your takes? I am going to kill Kemper to the Capitals. I think that he's going to be disrespected no matter where he goes. He's with Arizona and they were an absolute shitstorm and he was very good. No one paid attention. He was with Colorado and he was very good. And everyone focuses on like a couple bad playoff games because his eye was injured. And I don't think he's going to get like the respect she deserves in Washington because there's that aging core and now he has to hold up. Um, So don't love that for him. Uh, I'm going to fuck Campbell to the Oilers because good, bad, sideways, that crease, even though they have completely changed it, is going to be total chaos. And I do like the idea, like, it's there's no more Mike Smith. It's not two chaotic goalies at once. Like, Campbell's going to be the focus. And I am curious of what he can do because I think that there is potential for him. But it's that hot and cold thing that I really want to see how it works out. Um, and I don't love the contract, so I don't want to commit to that. And I will actually marry Huso to the Red Wings. Um he was very good in St. Louis. He earned the starters net. I think the playoffs, he had like one bad game and everyone like jumped at it. And because they had Bennington, they could do that. If not, he would have gotten a chance to like shake that off. Um, but I like the contract. I think he was going to get, I kind of assumed he would get the biggest contract of the goalies that were on the market and he didn't. And I think it's like a good gamble to make. And if you look past just last year, everyone will go, well, what has he done at the NHL level? Like he has a good career to this point that I'm interested to see how he does, and I think a little bit better goaltending in Detroit with some improved defense, like, there's potential there. So I like it for them and for him. I am going to kill Campbell to the Oilers because, honestly, I just it's just going to be, even though it's different, like you said, Shayna, it's just going to be one more year of the narrative of goaltending in Edmonton, and I'm exhausted, and I just cannot. So I don't want to hear about it anymore. So I'm going to kill that. I'm marrying Huso to the Red Wings, too, because I like it, and I like the Red Wings. Like, when is Stevie going to start, like, the big push, right? But let's see it. And this is another piece. And I I feel that could be a sustainable option where some of these are more like, we're in transition. We're trying to find someone to fill our net. Like, who could it be? Like, this has the most intention behind it, if that makes sense of any of these moves. Um, and therefore, I will fuck Kemper to the caps um, because I like Darcy Kemper. And I do think it's going to be fun, and I think he won't get railed upon as much because he is playing behind. Even though we kind of see them on the downswing, it's still a good team, and so it's not going to be like hanging on him. I think people are going to be able to be realistic about what's happening in front of him as well as what he's doing. I'm saying this about hockey fans. I'll take it back immediately. Um, But there you go. We all three went completely different. Two in a row like that. We're at it again. I know. How about it? How about it? All right, my friends, the season is upon us. Before we get into it in full, is there anything I missed for this week's episode? No. (laughs) Thanks, Shana. You're welcome. Sarah, is there anything we missed? No, I think we covered it all. We actually talked hockey, which is surprising and great for us. So I love that. (laughs) Getting back into the swing of things here. Going to watch the big games tonight. Very excited. Very excited. We're all going to have Leafs, Habs. On all the screens tonight. That's all we're watching. The only teams we care about tonight. Shane, I'm literally on TV in a few hours. Isn't that national tonight? No. I thought they were the late game on TNT. Well, I have a pregame show starting at 6. Oh, so. no, it's Blackhawks ads. I'm sorry. I thought I was actually going to ask you tonight, too. Like, you're not 
Okay, sorry. No, we'll be. <laughs> Excuse me. As Allison, you already know this. We're having Allison again on the screen tonight. So all my friends can sit there because we watched It's Wednesday. So, you know, wrestling, they'll all be here. I can, they could be like, your friends are there. I'm like, yeah, I am. They all love it. They all, they all After love After the mad disrespect, though. That's just... I'm so, I really thought they were the TNT game tonight. I didn't realize how many late games there are. Yes. Including... The Kraken, the Kraken against the Ducks Anaheim. tonight. The Marquee matchup. Yes. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. I'll be, I'll, I'll, don't worry, I'll take some gifs of you. Moving <laughs> pictures of you. Oh you know I'm on my shit. <gasps> we All right, my friends, on that note. <laughs> I'm at the Leafs of the Marquee matchup of the early hours, okay? That's good, what good it is, because we love them. We love the Leafs. Pro Leafs podcast. <laughs> good Not too many there, Leafs, friend. the new name of the podcast. Not too many. Not too many leaves. <laughs> Never. All right, my friends, we appreciate all you listening. As the season gets underway, we are going to be transitioning to two shows a week, and we can't wait to keep bringing you hockey analysis, mm-hmm. bitso news, um, and the shit list as we need to. But uh, hockey in the NHL is here. We can't wait to break it down with you all season long. If you aren't already, please follow us on show- social. We are at two underscore much underscore man. You can find links to our merch there. Buy your Too Many Men merch. Sweet, sweet hoodies for the sweet, sweet fall season are there and ready waiting to be on your body. Check it out. Um, and until we talk next time, be kind to each other and we will see you soon. Love you. Bye. Bye.